0: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring. One minute at a time. <laughs> I don't want to say horse again. Lots of horses. <laughs> Lots of horses. I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: And joining us again today is our friend Zoe Grayley. Hello. Hello.
1: And,
0: and today we're going to be talking about minute 83, which starts with some shots of some horse legs in the middle of moving mm-hmm. and ends with Arwen just finishing her elvish chant to the river as the water starts to crash around the corner. Yeah just barely
1: if you want him come and claim him it's so awesome
0: very iconic so Um,
1: awesome
0: very iconic
1: i'm so glad they gave they gave arwen like an actual speaking part and something to do in this yeah Yeah.
0: they they talk a bit about how they were worried that people were going to give them crap for like making arwen a different character entirely but they feel like they held pretty closely to the spirit of, like, who Arwen is, so.
1: I don't know. Did they get crap from people?
0: I don't
2: know. Oh, I mean, yeah. they did. They did about other things. Not necessarily well, this thing.
0: Yeah. The lack of Tom Bombadil.
2: Right. No, no, no. I mean, things about Arwen. Like, uh, look, she's one of three female characters in this entire trilogy. They're going to get crap about something. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's be real here. Um Yeah.
0: And, and of those three, one of them is really just, like, is important, but is mostly just a casual observer from afar. She's like yeah. very cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I would say Galadriel is almost like a goddess.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. she's really important, but she's basically hands-off. Yeah. And yeah. doesn't really do
1: a lot. Yeah. And Eowyn is very important. I mean we don't even meet Eowyn until the next movie, but yeah. she is important as well. But for the first, I don't know, I, my relationship with Eowyn kind of complicated.
0: So.
2: Yeah. Um, well, out. that makes one of us.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I know uh, you. I have... <laughs> of the three, Eowyn's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Eowyn's like potentially my favorite character in this whole movie.
1: Show, I love Arwen.
2: Whatever this is yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it's actually really cool. Like, I know Tolkien gets a lot of crap for um, the women he writes, and this movie gets some stuff for, like, staying to that. But on the other hand, like, all three women in this film are awesome. Yeah. Like, none of them are, like, boring or lame or, like, w- like the weaklings or anything. Nobody gets... I don't know. It's it's I know I know there's a lot of bad stuff about the women but I'm glad at least all of them are pretty cool.
1: And they're there's cool in their they're cool in their own way too. Oh, yeah, they're not exactly. like clones mm. of each other. They're,
0: yeah, they're mm-hmm. three they're three distinct flavors of badass ladies.
1: Yeah. Which is nice because yeah. in a lot yeah. of Yeah. not just fantasy but oh. like media in general it's usually just like the one badass lady is yeah, the same Mm-hmm. across like multiple franchises yeah and and not to continually
0: harp on the Hobbit movies but
1: I don't wanna, Tariel no, is basically don't talk
2: that. About that don't talk about that
1: yeah, yeah um, we'll, we'll talk about that don't,
0: we will eventually, eventually.
1: <laughs> it makes me hurt inside let's just bask in Arwen's awesomeness yes yeah, Arwen no.
0: is very awesome I, uh, I, she's like if you want him come and claim him and then all nine draw their swords at the same time basically
1: i love the one that kind of struggles i don't know if you 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 saw that one there's one that kind of struggles and i think it's just because you know they're standing in line and there's actual horses they don't want to spook the horses right but there's one that's kind of lags behind and he that's the
0: same one that got the torch in the face
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's not having a good week
0: just like all right i guess i gotta do this
1: (laughs)
2: That's the one who knows this is a terrible idea. It's like, no, she's goading us. This is probably gonna go badly. I got a torch in the face last week, guys. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't want to do that again. Shut up, Larry. (laughs) Poor Larry. Her boyfriend hit me in the face with fire. (laughs) (laughs) These two don't... I've already dealt with this. I've gone through a lot this week, guys. Like, Maybe I could... (laughs) Can I sit this one out? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Trust me, guys. This isn't going to be any better than when we tried to attack him on top of the hill. Guys, no, no one's listening to me. Okay.
2: <laughs> really, Fine. he's just the one smart ring, Ruth.
0: <laughs> He wants no part of this. <laughs> he's trying to sneak around behind Aragorn. Didn't do him any good.
2: Oh, he w- he just wants to go home.
0: I just want to I just want to lay around in Minas Morgul and
2: Morgul.
0: do nothing wallow in my in my eternity of self-torment and not have to get hit in the face with a torch.
2: All the other ones are like sharpening their swords and making creepy noises and he's like cooking. It's just that he's the nice one.
0: It's like we were all great kings. No, I, I was a chef actually.
1: Oh my god, can you imagine like a regre. I was the king of, of the kitchen. Show?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: He's just oh. like- He's just, oh. the, he's just in the mess hall wearing, like, a kiss-the-cook apron. Like, <laughs> oh, I'd I wanna... have a little
0: chef hat on top of the cloak.
1: Okay, wait, I'm not gonna- I don't want to talk about this anymore because I want to turn it into a web series. So. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> nobody steal my idea.
0: <laughs> Larry Nazgul. No,
1: just, like, I don't know, like the like that Kardashian show but instead of Kardashians it's Nazgul's and you just follow them around keeping up with the
0: Nazgul's
1: (laughs) (laughs) or whatever like the real world or whatever like
0: they can have their confession booth I
1: don't watch it reality TV
0: (laughs) like the big brother confession booth that's like one on one yeah talking about scenes that you're watching
1: oh my god wait I'm gonna produce this okay
0: (laughs) Bob never does the dishes He's always oh trying to God. tell they us what to do cuz he's tags. the witch king of Angmar. <laughs> there is no Angmar anymore, Bob. Give it up. <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> no, I legit want to write
0: this.
2: <laughs> oh, it would be so good though. They don't have to wear little name tags though cuz you otherwise you couldn't tell them apart.
0: Except for except for Bob, he's got a crown.
2: Yeah, That's true. But like maybe the other ones should just like they just all have different hats.
1: <laughs> well, I think they would You'd, you wouldn't be able to see their face, but they would all have very distinct voices. Because they wouldn't <laughs> screech. I don't know. That's, that would be one annoying. of them
0: only screeches. <laughs> in your web If it's like a web oh. comic and it's text no, it's bubbles, not. I want to one of a, them only screeches. I want
1: to do a web series.
0: <laughs> so you one of them only screech still. He just doesn't talk much. That's Bob.
1: That's the leader. <laughs> That's Bob.
0: <laughs> but they all understand him perfectly.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like that one really Irish guy in every BBC show that no one <laughs> understands, except,
1: you know.
0: Everyone in the show understands, but all the viewers yeah, are just exactly. like, what did he just say?
1: I was going to say, like, the one hyena out of the three in Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Oof. Uh,
0: well, there's uh, a tangent.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Ringwraith voices, I don't like it when they speak English. I don't That's like that. True.
1: That's the second time? Because mm. Shire Baggins. Second
0: or third, maybe. I no, think it's the second. But like
1: Shire Shire Baggins is almost threatening
2: because it's like, okay, I managed two words, but this is like a full sentence. Yeah.
0: The I don't, the I don't like it. Yeah.
2: It makes me, it, it makes them slightly less threatening.
0: Yeah. I would agree. It also does... It, it also just establishes more, like... The line itself just establishes more of their look down on everyone else attitude. Because of the I way guess. it's delivered. But it... Yeah. It only kind of works. I agree that I prefer them shrieking. It should have just been, like, Baggins. With yeah, its exactly. Voice.
2: Or, like...
0: Like, pointing directly at Frodo, like, Baggins.
2: Yeah, I would have accepted that. I don't know. It's kind of like in, uh... It's like in New Who when the angels move. I'm like, oh, we're yes. done.
0: That is exactly what I go to whenever anyone yeah. talks about something having its like its teeth taken away, kind of. Like something that was scary, no longer scary. Seeing the angels move.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. as soon as you see them move, I don't, you're like...
0: Way to ruin your the own... The point is to
1: not see them Way to ruin, <laughs> ruin your
0: own great idea there, Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're really good at that, but way to go.
1: Wrong
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's never the wrong podcast with with us. It's always no, the podcast.
0: We we cycle back to things a lot in the show. Uh, uh, they come back.
2: No, but I just I don't know. It just it really does diminish them for me. I I I mean I think the scream is terrifying. Um, yeah.
0: Also, the yeah, voice oh, itself it's is just not that threatening the way no. he says the line.
1: well, no, it's not it's as really um, not. sibilant, like' cause yeah. Shire Baggins has that nice sibilance to it, like the hiss, yeah, um, but this
0: just <laughs> not... the sentence
1: like give us the halfling she elf. there's only like a few hissy noises, and it's very and they don't
0: and they don't dwell on them
1: no, yeah, no, it's it's much
2: gradier, um, which is. A word it could have
0: been like deeper uh, and raspier and it would have worked a little better
2: or well, even could, like lighter and wispy whisperier it could have gone either way and been better but right where it is is not good
1: yeah yeah i don't know i just i
2: just find it really i find it like almost takes me out of the moment i'm like oh there's a dude under there it makes me think there's a guy under there instead of like right. the essence of shadow or whatever
0: right yeah like, this, this wisp of corruption animating a cloak. And a
1: suit right. of armor.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it just... It works badly for me. I I mean, on the other hand, anytime they scream, I get really freaked out. My baby sister used to do that. Like, <laughs> when she was happy. When she was, like, s- like, three months old. So, like, somebody would hand you this child and it would look up at you with these, like, big child eyes and then make the Nazgul scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was the scariest thing i've ever heard in my life so i still it's, have nightmares about that that's awesome <laughs> so,
0: there's only that's hilarious that's so funny there's only a, a couple of like uh technical notes about this from the from the commentaries to talk about mm-hmm. and that's that this was filmed at a Ford that was built during the gold rush in New Zealand in a place called Skipper's Canyon. So this was, they didn't make this Ford. They went and found it uh, to be the Ford of Bruinen. And this location was relatively remote. So the horses had to be walked out carefully a day in advance to camp out with their trainer, their wranglers. And then everyone else was flown in by helicopter to do the filming here. Interesting. And then presumably it took them a day to get the horses back out.
1: I never really think of other places having a gold rush.
0: Yeah, but New Zealand's gold rush was apparently around the same time as the one in the United States.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: So I guess everyone just suddenly found gold in the 1860s, 1850s or whatever.
1: It just like sprung from the ground. Yeah. Here I am. All the gold suddenly appeared. (laughs) (laughs) What's this? Um,
0: Shiny rocks.
1: So, Zoe, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about... Uh, your background with Lord of the Rings, either the movies or the source material or whatever, and... Oh, boy, howdy. Uh... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy.
2: Um, so, when I was, like, three years old, my mother got the abridged, like, there was an abridged picture book version of The Hobbit that existed. Oh, cool. And hm. we read it, like every night for a year and a half i swear poor woman (laughs) um i was so into it i loved every second of it it was really my first introduction to like high fantasy Mm -hmm. um and i was you know three so that tells you a little bit about the kind of things i was watching also at the time my favorite movie was dark crystal so it worked (laughs) out (laughs) i like
0: i like that movie a lot Dark Crystal's great.
2: I love that movie so much. Skeksis, I have like
0: the Skeksis are so creepy.
2: oh uh, they're terrifying. Like I loved every part of that. Um, I, I, I've, I've always been really into fantasy of any sort, but that was my introduction to it. Um, and then maybe when I was like six or seven, um, my parents are my parents have been divorced for a really long time, so I've been driving back and forth between them like as when i was a kid um they were two hours away and so you can't talk to your mother for two hours when you're seven it's just
1: <laughs> it's not it doesn't happen i mean you can but then she's like no stop it exactly <laughs> so
0: you're like 30 minutes into the conversation and you're just like why be quiet please
2: yeah right so she got me the like the full hobbit um audio and oh, cool. I, I listened to that until the tapes fell apart, um, and then I think I'm—I I don't know how old I was when these came out, but I hadn't read—I hadn't read Lord of the Rings. I just, you know, I—I I think I was probably nine, um, nine or ten when they came out, and mm-hmm. I saw the first trailer. Was like, mom, what is this? Um, <laughs> she and she was never really into it, so she was like, I don't really know what this is, but my stepmom was into it, so she got me the books. So I read all three Lord of the Rings books between when the first trailer came out and when the movie came out. Wow. When Fellowship came out, I was just I just ate them. Um, but boy, they are different from the Hobbit. That was when I realized that. Yeah. Uh, that was so. That was like a little bit of a juxtaposition for me. But I'd already, I was so deep into fantasy at that point that it was no big deal. Um, at that point, I had no friends, so I just read fantasy Aww. books all the time. <laughs> this it and like it hasn't changed.
0: That, that, that sounds like my childhood too. It's fine.
2: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> We're all loners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadness. Um, but I, so I watched them. I watched them all in theaters. Um. I watched all the theatrical editions. I watched all the extended editions. When I was 15, my stepmom got me the extended editions for Christmas. And But weirdly enough, I'm not one of those, like, I'm going to watch them every year. Um, yeah. I think my claim to fame is that I have watched the extras and the appendices more times than I have watched the film itself. I watch those <laughs> every year. Um, <laughs> That's I, cool. I'm so into it. Um, I I worked in technical theater for a while and still do. Uh, and I blame I blame Weta for getting me into doing it, uh, like a hundred percent. Because I would rather I would rather watch Peter Jackson talk about digital film grading than I would actually watch Lord of the Rings, which <laughs> is a really weird thing. But I was watching it like three weeks ago, as you do. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. Look how they do that lighting. I want to do that. And then I was like, oh, I I do that. That's my job now. Um, (laughs) So that was kind of fun. But yeah, I watch those every year. I think I watch Lord of the Rings probably every three years or so. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't read the books in a while, though. But I find them kind of a slog. Um, Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've gotten less into just like the really thick boy fantasy. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't read Wheel of Time anymore. I don't read, um, whatever the Terry Goodkind version of Wheel of Time is called. I forget that one. Um,
0: um the first book is uh, Wizard's First Rule. I can't remember the one. what the series.
2: Yeah, is. yeah. Uh, it's sort of truth.
0: Sort of truth. Yes. It's
2: the sort of truth. I, I, I just. I just can't get into those anymore. They're too much for me. It's too much, like too well, much. Like, Wheel of Time
0: and Wheel of Time and Sort of Oof. Truth are also like fourteen book series.
2: Yeah. yeah, and each book is like big enough to bludgeon a kitten with. Oh, that's
1: so oddly specific.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't have to be that big, does it?
1: Depends on the uh, Depends on your species of kitten, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It's a like a kitten. lion cub.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're no, talking about lion cubs.
2: I mean the paperbacks, not like like you could kill a man with a Harry Potter book. Yeah,
0: but you probably could. The hardcovers, especially. Oh like yeah, you could order of the Phoenix. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that that could kill a human.
0: Got a, it's got with quite a, a hefty a of weight.
1: <laughs> um, one good,
0: one good smack.
1: Yeah, one good backswing.
0: <laughs> I didn't oh. know we were playing Clue in the library
1: <laughs> with the Harry Potter book.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, see, that's how you kill a person. Um.
0: <laughs> it fell off the shelf. I swear,
1: it fell off the shelf. Oh my word!
0: <laughs> that would that All would be a good alibi, them, though. Thousands of them.
2: That would be a solid alibi for a library murder. I would take that.
0: <laughs> the shelf fell on him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god! This has now become an advice podcast on how to kill someone. <laughs>
1: writers am I right
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it doesn't it doesn't help that I went into uh into theater and creative writing which is pretty much just like all lord of the rings all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah my my life sometimes is like like I watch the weta stuff the weta um extras and -hmm. I just now that I've I've worked in professional theater I just look at them and I'm like oh I feel your pain Like, oh, that looks awful. I'm so sorry that you have to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you must. Oh, it's bad.
0: Yes. You must relate to the idea of getting, like, unreasonable requests then to build things.
2: Oh, yeah. Every time they're like, and then Peter came in and was like, hey, you got to do this thing. I'm like, I know that feeling so deeply. And I'm angry. I'm angry. And it's not even me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: because <laughs> they, they talk about the Palantir for like a minute and a half in the commentaries. And they're just like, Peter wanted this to be a practical effect. that did all this spinning and all these lights and all right. this stuff. And eventually we're just like, we can't do it, Peter.
2: <laughs> yeah. give oh. up,
0: Peter. We can't.
2: Telling a director that you can't do something is the worst. Cause you like, you're just like, I know you really want this and you are technically my boss, but, but I can't, it's impossible. I can't let you have this. You, or the worst actually no, the worst is I know you think you want this, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like and then you have to like talk them around to that. I yeah, no, I just really relate to it, so for me it's it's partly like watching a documentary about this cool Lord of the Rings thing, but also like wow, they made my they made my life into a show. So <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, sometimes I don't miss that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is, is very formative for me in a lot of ways. Um, even the bad yeah. parts of Lord of the Rings were very formative. And I was like, that's not good. And then don't do that. And then I try not to. Mm-hmm. Now I know what not to do, you know.
0: Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> so we looked up the, um, the different directors of photography for second unit. For fellowship and turns out there are four of them but they're not like labeled by scene
0: yeah, so, so we have no idea
1: who shout out to nigel bluck richard bluck alan bollinger and john cavill <laughs> one of those four people directed the cool horse stuff Props to them.
0: (laughs) Good job, guys. Guy, whoever did this. Maybe multiples of you did it if it was across a month. Right. Who knows? Good on you. Good job, guys.
1: (laughs) Well played.
0: We believe in you.
1: So I think that about wraps up today.
0: Yeah, that wraps up today. So you can find us on duelinggenre.com along with two other Minute Family podcasts Back to the Future Minute, hosted by Scott and Nick, and Harry Potter Minute, hosted by. uh, hosted hosted by gary roby and victoria, victoria laguna. laguna
1: they were our guests last week yes
0: my mind just like stumbled over itself <laughs> really hard there <laughs>
1: those two people talking about the wizard thing
0: <laughs> wizards
1: <laughs> uh but yeah. yeah thank you again for joining us today yes and, uh, and we will uh Be back tomorrow. Have a good Wednesday.
0: And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182.